0: Look forward to retirement and avoid the pitfalls. Keep listening for ways to maximize your retirement income. More than money with the Popowich Carmelli Advisory Group, CIBC Woodgundy, on News Talk 770. Lifestyle matters. It's more than money. I'm
1: Faisal Carmelli, My co-host here, Dave Popowich. We're in the tail end of Stampede, my friend. Hmm, I know.
0: Yeah, it's
1: (laughs) okay. It's a good good thing I left my
0: liver at home. Survived. That's all I could say. Was good. Surviving. We still got.
1: We still got one more, two more
0: nights to go. Well, that's true. No, (laughs) no, no crazy parties for me for the last two days. Now you them. can't say as much. You like I, to go hard on the last Sunday. Good uh, for you. You're a young man.
1: My friends at Cowboys uh, give me a good good time on the, the <laughs> last Sunday of each of each stampede.
0: So yes, they do.
1: I will be donating a lot of money to the uh, <laughs> to the, the corporation
0: of cowboys. Well I'm glad that you're gonna keep our economy <laughs> alive and well. That's
1: good. I'm gonna do my part. I'm gonna do well, my part.
0: Listen, we're gonna talk a little bit about spending because it's uh you know, what does decumulation mean? when it comes to your finances, right? And what's the right way to, to do that, to spend the money that you've saved and support that lifestyle that, uh, that you've become accustomed to?
1: Yeah, we're going to learn also why investing actually gets more difficult as you age and some of the strategies that help make it easier.
0: We're going to find out where the best place to retire internationally is. We ta- had lots of conversation about, I want to go somewhere warm. I don't like the winders anymore. Well, where are the top 10 places in the world to do that? We'll cover that today.
1: Yeah, and, and up first, you know, we, we heard on the news that Volvo is going to be 100% electric in uh, 2019. Yeah. We're hearing about Tesla and the autonomous vehicle. Let's have a chat about that, about autonomous vehicles and, uh, and what they have to do with retirement.
0: Well, we've got Dr. Alex Mihalides, who's the scientific director of the AgeWell Network of Centers of Excellence. Alex, welcome to the show.
2: Thanks very much for having
0: me. So let's just talk a little bit about this whole autonomous vehicle. Um, um, give us a, a sense of, uh, and specific to retirees. I mean, I think of my mom in this case, um, who had to give up her license uh, for, uh, for some health uh, reasons. And it was a difficult thing to watch her go through <clears throat> because there's a sense of a loss of freedom and independence doing that. I'm very curious about about your take on uh, how autonomous vehicles, what they are, and how they'll affect the retiree or, or a person, say, in my mum's position.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you know, you've just described a, a scenario that's not uncommon among many seniors across our country. You know, the... That point where they have to give up their license and they lose their independence, and you know, there's a lot of significant research out there that has shown that once that happens, there can be you know declines in their health overall, which is obviously something we want to avoid. You know, the onset of technology that we're starting to see, uh, particularly around uh, autonomous vehicles, could play a very significant role in ensuring and, and helping seniors to maintain their independence in some kind of manner as these vehicles start to become more pervasive and more commonplace across Canadian roads um, and in our cities. But, you know, while while autonomous vehicles are making great strides, technologically speaking, and, you know, they do exist, they're out there, they're on our roads being tested as we speak, there's still a lot of questions that need to be answered in terms of how they can support seniors, Mm -hmm. Uh, not only seniors that are uh, still healthy, relatively speaking, but also those maybe with physical and cognitive impairments as well.
0: Yeah, (sighs) Yeah, I'm interested. You know, in thinking through that again, I think about my mom's scenario. Um, there's cabs and so on and so forth that are out there. She could she could access those. She tends not to. I don't. I couldn't tell you the exact reason why. Um, and I don't know if the autonomous vehicle, you know, would she would see that or, or feel differently about that. If the, you know, there's a fear factor attached to a cabbie or something like that. I don't know. I don't know what that is. But um, I'm interested to see, not just for retirees, but hold this whole autonomous vehicle. Uh, this transition phase, how it goes and, and, and the kinds of effects it has really on, on day-to-day society.
1: Yeah, it, it's yeah, it's going to be tough, I think. One thing we have, to, we have to talk about on this, though, Alex, is that it's different in Canada when you talk about autonomous vehicle and technology on that, too. So let's cover both parts of that. If you can just jump in and let us know what your thoughts are about the technology here in Canada.
2: Yeah, the, the technology to support seniors is growing in Canada. That's the specific goal of the Age One Network, is to develop these new innovations that can get out there in the communities and support our older adults and help them stay in their homes as long as possible so we're seeing some great strides in work such as smart homes and sensors and artificial intelligence and even around robotics and how robots can be used in the home to support seniors and and autonomous vehicles is really uh, you know one of the big extensions of the robotics and artificial intelligence field that we've been studying here so we're starting to see a lot more work happening Around autonomous vehicles, uh, we're starting to see, technologically speaking, these these systems being ready for deployment on the roadway. Um, but when we talk about how they're going to affect seniors, that's really still very much an open-ended question that we're trying to answer. You know, how uh, how are seniors going to want to interact with these vehicles? How are these vehicles going to be able to help seniors complete their everyday activities? So, so, for example, you know, you talk about your your mother and having a fear, perhaps, of, of being in a regular cab. Well, many seniors prefer cabs because there's someone there who can help them put their mm-hmm. groceries into the trunk of the car, help them with their walker or, or whatever else it may be, um, any kind of system they may may require. Well, that's a whole different scenario now with an autonomous vehicle. You know, you have a car that pulls up to a senior's home. Well, there's no one there anymore to help the person into the car. And there's no one there to carry their grocery bags for them to their doorway. So these are all things we're really going to have to consider um, and probably are going to be more important for us to to study and to look at beyond the the technological aspect of the vehicle itself
1: there there's going to be a bit of a concern here in canada too with the the autonomous vehicle because when we first hear about that we think about autonomous vehicles with someone being able to take over the wheel if something goes wrong we have a lot of uh, weather patterns that are different here than where a lot of these t- these, te- these cars have been tested. And so to follow lines on the roads and so forth are very difficult in the winters here in Canada versus other areas around the world. I believe the technology will get better and I do believe sometime in the future we will have this option. The concern comes into play is that when we think of autonomous vehicles today we think that there's an override opportunity for the, the driver um, that in the event there's something wrong that cannot be detected buy the car a human being can take over the wheel as you have aging individuals in there where they are not able to because they do not have a license or cannot uh, yeah. cannot drive a vehicle that's a concern as well so we need to be aware of that i don't think it's going to happen in, in the next six months or a year but it, it's going to come down in the future
2: alex so, we- i mean you're absolutely you're absolutely right on that point there that, and this is something that we also need to understand better is is how do you uh you know get that information across to the senior that they need to take over and what aspects of the need to take over and as you said are they able to actually take control when needed.
0: Alex, we've got to leave it there. I want to thank you for your time. Good. Thanks very much. I've been joined by Dr. Alex Mihalides, who's a scientific director of the Agewell Network of Centers for Excellence. Uh Faisal, we've got our seminar coming up uh on Tuesday, july twenty fifth at seven uh seven o'clock at the Crowfoot Co op Wine and Spirits.
1: That's right. Don't give us a call, nine six six eighty four hundred, nine six six eight four zero zero to register.
0: And don't miss our next segment. We'll learn about what decumulation is here on News Talk 770 and more than money.